Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List, where we occasionally talk about comics, movies, sometimes video games, or TV shows. I'm your host Lex, along with my buddy Murph, and each week, you can catch us rambling about all your favorite topics. If you enjoy this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. This is going to be random, extremely random episode. Uh, Murph and I didn't get together last week because he was on vacation and then I worked all weekend, the same old story. We were going to record on Saturday, but then he wasn't feeling very well. So yeah, we didn't. And I wasn't going to, I was just going to skip the week. It's no big deal. It's okay. We're working out the kinks as usual, but, um, Then a lot of stuff happened with San Diego Comic-Con last week, and I figured I would uh, come on and and do a recap of the, I guess, the three days. I don't even know if it went on for more than that, but there was three days that I uh, was paying attention to the coverage for, and it ended, for me, with a big Marvel um, release of all their Phase 4 stuff. I'm sure Murph and I will talk about this more and more when we get together, but I'm going to hit the bullet points today. So it's going to be a short episode, relatively short. I have some things that I was going to mention on last week's episode, and I had like a few notes to start it off. So I'm going to go through those. And uh, yeah, hope you guys are doing all right. Thanks for coming back. I've already said this, but my name is Lex. And uh, yeah, let's jump right in. If I can find my notes, of course. Let's see. So we're going to start off with some comic book news. Uh, DC announced plans to put a twist. Oh, before I even uh, start this episode, I'm going to predicate it with saying, hey, if you're not really into comic books or the whole comic book scene, this episode's probably not going to be for you. It's San Diego Comic-Con. It has TV shows. And yeah, we talked about, or they talked about a lot of movies, but it's going to be all comic-related stuff. And so, if that's not your bag, we'll see you next week. And I appreciate you coming by, for sure. All the support. Uh, everybody wanting us to come back. There's a few, We've been hit up a few times after we took a little bit of a break when I started working again. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. And I've been definitely uh, pouring a lot into networking with some people all, you know, outside of podcasts because it's really hard to... To even, I still don't know how to grow a podcast without like having all your friends uh, listen to it. So I've been on, uh, Murph and I have been on Twitter and it's been going great. There's been a lot of great nerd conversations. I haven't realized there were so many nerds out there, but uh, I've really been getting a kick out of that. And not so much like we have an Instagram and it posts some updates and stuff, but not so much on there. Please go and follow both of those and uh, jump in the conversation. That'd be cool. Uh, On Instagram, what would help us is if when you're listening to an episode every Wednesday, this is going to be on Monday. So Wednesday pull list on Monday. (laughs) But when you listen to this, just take a screenshot, whether you're using Apple Music or whatever you listen to your, not Apple Music, uh, the podcast app on Apple, or whatever you listen to your podcast on, take a screenshot of your screen and post it on Instagram. If you have an Instagram, that would really help. 
or on Twitter, if that's less, you know, uh, if you want to keep your Instagram nice and shiny and polished. Yeah, you post it on Twitter, just say, hey, I'm listening to this, Instagram stories, that'd be great, and just kind of let people know. So, you know, if everybody does that, then, it, you know, we all have nerd friends, so maybe they'll pick up on it, and then we can all start having some conversations. I've talked to some few, a few different nerd podcasts, which have been really cool, and maybe Murph and I will be on some of their shows, vice versa. We'll have some roundtable discussions, but all that stuff is in the early planning but if you're on Twitter, please hit us up. We, we've had a lot of fun on there. And I've said that already three times. <laughs> I hope my sound's all right. I'm recording in the middle of the day, and everybody's wide awake, so I'm, I'm taking a big, big risk recording. And, but, yeah. So, again, comics episode, if, like, full-blown comics episodes, so if you're not into it, or if it's, like, something that you don't really pay attention to, uh, you might be in the wrong place, but we'll see you next week for me and Murph. Actually, I don't think Murph's going to be back on Wednesday. Um, I did a another short Spider-Man Far From Home review where I talked about my thoughts on it and a few Easter eggs, like maybe 15 or 20 Easter eggs that I thought were really cool. So that'll be this Wednesday. Murph will be back next week, though. So I'm excited. Please stop on by. So let's jump back into my quote-unquote updates. Um, DC announced plans to put a twisted and terrifying spin on some of the biggest, most game-changing events in its publishing history with a series of prestige format one-shots called Tales from the Dark Multiverse. That starts in October, and it's got some really great artists and writers that are going to take on some of the you know most iconic events from the DC Universe, and it's going to put like a dark and twisted uh spin on them so like batman nightfall if you ever you know if you're a comic book fan you know what that is it's when uh the bat got his back broken by bane and then azrael had to take over him great story very 90s story but great story i'm interested to see what they do with it and they have another one that they've the first two batman nightfall and then the death of superman which i I really liked the, the death of Superman. The return of Superman is kind of lame, but I have it. I even still have the, the, whenever the issues came out back in the day, it came out in black. It was, so it was covered in plastic and it was black. So you couldn't even see what the actual cover of the issue was, but it had, yeah, it was a black wrapped in black plastic and it had a red uh, Superman symbol on it. I got two of them. One obviously so I can open and the other one I kept. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do on those two. Uh, my problem with that is that for years, ever since I was a kid, one of my favorite things that DC did, and Marvel did, uh, but I feel like DC did it better, just my terms, and, or my point of view, that they had a series called Elseworlds where they told these kind of uh, stories where they could take the liabilities and just go off the wall. It didn't have to cater to the canon they didn't have to cater to what's going on in the movies or tv shows it was just they wanted to take a story and they wanted to just put these characters in different worlds and for me it's the same thing i don't know why (laughs) they just wouldn't uh, put a lot more power behind elseworlds and bring elseworlds back and make it a a bigger thing Uh, i think multiverse is one of those buzzwords right now they're you know that they're constantly, whether they say it or not, in competition with Marvel. And Marvel does a lot of multiverse stuff. DC has done a lot of multiverse stuff. And I just feel like it's one of those buzzwords. Which, it seems like a mistake to me. It seems like you should you would just pour into a brand that you've already invested decades. I'd want to say decades. I don't know the actual numbers on that. But in building. And people love it. From the people that I've talked to. I have some friends that love Elseworlds. Um, I've talked to some people on the internet. And yeah, it's just one of those things. I don't really understand why. But we'll see. I'm excited. I'm always excited to see new takes on old stories. But not so much like 
full reboots of the stories. Just make it a Elseworld multiverse. Marvel had their what if stories where they could take liberties with, you know, different uh, past characters gone down in different stories. So I, I'm always interested by those. So I'll, I'll definitely pick them up and I'll definitely review them. Maybe on uh, Instagram. I'm thinking about doing like comic book reviews on our Instagram stories. Or like when I get my pull list, like doing kind of a run through and then maybe a review after I read some of them. Another, I'm just planning a lot of little things. So we'll see. What else do we got? Uh, the Mask. Do you remember The Mask, the movie with Jim Carrey? Well, it, before that, it was a comic book based on a character named Big Head, which is basically the same thing. But it was way darker. I remember getting in, I was a kid, young kid, whenever that movie came out. I hadn't read the comic books before. It was from, I don't even know the publisher. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't remember. It's Dark Horse, I think. Yeah, so if I'm wrong, let me know. But I'm pretty sure it's Dark Horse. But okay, so I remember the movie came out and I loved it as a kid, as most of us did. Even though it's kind of cringy if you watch it now. But it it was a great movie. Loved it. Um, But then, you know, I bugged my parents about, hey, man, I got these comics. I got to get the comic books because I love the character and I love comics. Let's put it together. And I remember being a kid and reading some of the comic books and, and being like, whoa, this is... This is not <laughs> this is not Jim Carrey. This is not funny. This is like murdering and there was uh, like sex and stuff in it. And as a kid, I, I wasn't the type of kid that would go and like sneak. Not until obviously I was older. I tried to watch, you know, the Fuzzy Channel back before, you know, the Internet was big. But I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. It wasn't my kind of comic book. But then I, I, I've gone back and read it, and it's it's actually really good. Um, I wish that they would make another movie completely new and, and just uh, actually kind of pay more tribute to the book, less Jim Carrey. But he did, I mean, Jim Carrey did a great job. It was, you can't think about The Mask without thinking about Jim Carrey. So The Mask returns in a, no, in a new four-issue series titled... The Mask, I Pledge Allegiance to The Mask by writer Christopher Cantwell and artist Patrick Reynolds. I'm really excited about this. I've only seen the cover, and the cover looks good. It reminds me of the old issues. Uh, I'm really excited about it. That's all I really have to say about it. I, I, it looks like it's going to, it's kind of, uh, you know, taken from the whole presidential thing we have going on right now. So maybe it'll be funny. I hope it will be. I hope, I hope it's good. But I don't think they'd bring it back if it's going to be bad. So we'll see. What else? Oh, a cool thing that I thought. I, I've been into actually going out. I took a, a years off of buying comic books after I had kids and got married. And it's just, you know, you you have things like you buy a house. You have to buy stuff for your kids. You have to buy a new car to fit your giant family. And so you have less money to buy silly things like comic books. We're a little bit more coasting right now. We're a little way more stable, less buying random things. So I'm getting back into buying old comics. I mean, like really old comics. Like I have a, I put a bid in Fantastic Four number one the other day, or the first appearance of Fantastic Four. Shouldn't have done it. Probably not going to win, but it's there. So a cool thing that I, I I found out, or I guess was announced, the CGC, which is the comics grading, don't know what the last C is, but they grade all the comic books. You see them in those hard plastic cases with the number, uh, with the number grade on top of it. They're teaming up with eBay to ensure the authenticity of collectible auctions. So I've always been skeptical about buying these old, very old issues on eBay because eBay to me has always been scary. You can get scammed by someone, but it's it. For, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. I know a lot of people that buy and sell on there, so I just need to jump in because right now I just go to flea markets, garage sales, pawn shops, comic book shops, and that's how I do it. Kind of buy, sell, trade. But there's some man. I've stumbled upon some crazy deals on eBay. 
So I don't know. Maybe I, let me know if you guys have bought anything on eBay because it could be worth my while. I don't know. But the uh, so the CGC is teaming up with eBay. So they're going to offer grading services for comic books and other collectibles sold on the site. So it's really cool. So they're just going to do it on there. As of now, when you do it, you have to mail your actual comics to the CGC. They grade it, they encase it, and then they mail it back, which is a, a it's a very long process. Or it was when I was doing it. I know they might have made it faster now, but now you can basically get a grade. And I don't know, you know, how you would resell this, get you know, later down the road or whatever. I think you would still eventually have to send it in, get it encased and graded. But I think it's pretty cool to to ensure that your authentic book is coming through. Okay, that was the first uh, interruption of the day. Sorry about that, guys. Um, where was I saying? What was I saying? So they have an authenticity review where a CGC expert examines the photos from the eBay listing and provides a preliminary opinion of the collector's authenticity. So the pre- preliminary opinions of authenticity include likely genuine, likely not genuine, and inconclusive. It's only $5. It's not that big of a deal. I think I would do it if I was trying to get an actual, you know, like a, something that was a pretty penny. Like some first, like, like now I'm going to try to look for first appearances of Blade, first appearances of The Eternals, first appearances, all the movies and things that, that which we'll talk about in a little bit, all the things that were unveiled for phase four, I'm going to look for first appearances of all those. I would definitely do an authenticity review just to see, just to make sure I was getting what I'm paying for, you know? The next thing they have, the other thing they have is the authenticity and grade review. So a CGC expert examines the photos from the eBay listing and provides a preliminary opinion of the item's authenticity and if it's likely genuine, same, and then a preliminary opinion of its grade range. The preliminary opinions of grade range include likely 8.0 to 10.0, which I haven't seen a 10.0 ever. It's like if it's been touched, it can't be 10. Likely, uh, yeah, so it's, then it goes to 6 to 8, 4. So it's saying it's probably, it's it's one of those things where it's not going to give you a total one where you, it won't be an official grade, but it's going to give you, hey, this is likely an 8. This is likely a 2. So then you would be able to go from there and send it in, and you would probably still. But it, comparatively, the reviews take two business days, and uh, inconclusive analysis, which, like I said, you can get the likely not genuine or inconclusive. You get a refund if they're inconclusive. So, and then those who purchase one of the services will, will receive a discount on full on the full CGC grading and the amount of cost of services. So you'll get a discount when you do go and send it in. So that's pretty cool. Five dollars, ten dollars, not that big of a deal. That's all I got for comic book news. There is more, but I'll touch back more on that on this Wednesday since we have a full-blown... No, it's another another short episode, but we'll talk about that more. Games. This is a little farther down, or, you know, since it's like a week and a half ago. But Nintendo announced that they're doing a lighter, a new version of the Nintendo Switch, which has a longer battery life. This isn't the, uh, the light, I don't think. Maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. It's and it's not. So the light is a different thing. They have a Switch light that came out, I want to say, two weeks ago. Uh, it has the expected battery life of three to seven hours. It doesn't. It has a D-pad, which is kind of cool. It's a little bit smaller, if I'm not mistaken. It, it doesn't dock. You can't put it in the big screen. The, the Joy-Cons don't come off. But for me, I, I usually play mine in handhelds. I don't put mine up on the TV. The kids are usually on the TV or my wife's watching TV, and I'll just use that. So the Switch Lite would be something that I would use. Battery life is longer, which is cool. But And, and it looks they have cool colors, and, but I, they don't come out till September 20th, so we'll see you know what the, the pros and cons are about that when it comes out. And I will probably get one to review it for review purposes only is what I'll explain to my wife. But they announced a new version of the original Switch console with the you know the full blown port it to the screen, Joy Cons come off. The new version is shown on the website. Will as shown on the website will 
offer a significantly improved battery life. The new version is said to offer approximately four and a half to nine hours of battery life compared to the two and a half to six and a half provided by the current model. So that's pretty cool. And the Nintendo notes that the battery life is dependent on the game. So Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which can run for three hours on the current Switch hardware and 5.5 on the updated console. So it's a boost. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if I will get that one. I'll still wait. I think next year they'll have something like a Switch too. So we'll wait on that. Or something else. Whatever they'll call it. Um, but yeah, the Switch Lite. I'll get that September 20th and review it. And we'll see. We'll see what we think about it. That's all I really have for games. There was a few things that I wanted to talk about. But I don't have them in my notes. So we are moving on. Uh, movies. Now see, I don't want to talk too much about movies. Because... Um, there was a lot of movie stuff in the review for what happened at S- uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Okay, so Thor Ragnarok's director, Taika Waititi. I'm pretty, I don't know how to say that guy's name. But he will return to write and direct the fourth Thor movie. Instead of writing uh, and or instead of directing Akira, the famous manga and anime which he was supposed to be working on, they delayed that indefinitely. Which I'm excited about, but it's one of those things like anime adaptions are really tough to nail. I I can't say that there's been a successful one yet. Alita was good. That might be the only one. And please hit me up if I'm wrong, but I think that's the only... Wow. I think that's the only one. I'm really trying to think. So that's, a, that's delayed indefinitely. He's going to work on... Um, He's going to work on Thor 4, and we'll talk more about that. I'm excited about it. I've talked to people on the internet. They didn't like the direction that um, they didn't like the direction that they went with Thor 3. They thought it was the blunt of all their jokes, and he, you know, they couldn't take him serious. But I, I enjoyed that movie much more than Thor 1 and 2. I genuinely enjoyed it, and I don't know. You can't take these things too seriously. They're just uh, movies about made-up characters. So, what else have we got? Movies. Uh, director Terrence Nance has departed from the production of the beautiful movie Space Jam 2. So, Girls Trip, I don't know if anybody out there has seen that movie. Probably not. <laughs> director Malcolm D. Lee is taking his place. The reason for Nance's uh, reported departure were not stated. However, the Hollywood trade, I don't know anything about the Hollywood trade, <laughs> says that the split was am. am- Amicable. Jesus, what's going on today? Stemming from creative differences over the film's direction. What 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 creative decision would you want that bad in Space Jam 2 that you're like, you know what, I gotta step away? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh Nance himself was a replacement for the pro, pro uh, for the project's original director, Justin Lin, whose departure was reported back in August of 2018. It's not looking good. For our boys over there, Space Jam. Uh, the Joker film's getting a lot of buzz. It's coming out. Uh, I don't even know when it's coming out. Yikes. Amateur hour here. A lot of people are excited about it. I am not so excited about it. Um, yeah, then there's not there's nothing about it. I do like Walking Phoenix, but there's just nothing about it that really uh, pulls me in. So... We'll see. I'm going to definitely watch it, but we'll see. And and it won't reference any comic book story that's ever been out there before. And I don't think it's going to reference other heroes or villains. So why even like base it off of the Joker? Like why even call it the Joker? Like it's not a comic book movie. Uh, the first trailer for the Kingsman prequel, The King's Man, has been released. If you watch it, let me know what you think about it. I think it looks great. Uh, they're in like a war setting in part of it, and it's, you can basically see them building up to creating The Kingsman. I can't wait for it to come out. I really love those movies. They're over-the-top spy movies. Perfect. My favorite kind. Um, What else do I got? Oh, uh, Warner Brothers Animation is developing a new primetime animated series based on the Flintstones. I loved the Flintstones when I was a kid, so I'm excited about it. We'll see. The project is reportedly be- being developed uh, with writer, actor, director Elizabeth Banks. She's great. 
so we'll see. The Little Mermaid, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I don't even know why I wrote that down. I'm not touching that with the 10-foot pole. The things people get upset about on the internet blow me away. Uh, I'm sure you heard about the Little Mermaid debate and uh, backlash. Again, hit me up. Let me know what you think about it. That's all I got for my updates. We're going to jump right in to our uh, SDCC recap. All right, so let's talk about everything that happened with day one, or at least everything that piqued my interest. Uh, Comic-Con's a big thing. It's uh, For comic book fans, movie fans, it's one of the biggest things of the year. I can't. I wanted to go for so many years. I honestly don't even know how to get tickets for it. I should probably research that because Merv and I want to go next year. So, I don't know. It's, it's turned into a bigger thing. Like a lot of movie stars go. Lots and lots of nerds. I'm sure it's just like, just like a zombie apocalypse of like mouth-breathing nerds. And I don't mean that in an angry, offensive way. I am one of those people. So, uh... Yeah, that's kind of gross. I don't like that, but it would be cool to see a lot of the stuff that you don't, you know, a lot of the stuff will come out over the next few months, but it's really cool to get a first look at it before anyone else. And it, they do a very good job at uh, keeping it under wraps. So you would see, you'll see some pictures on Instagram, Twitter, and things like that of, of, of pictures and stuff, but a lot of the footage, you got to really do some digging on like some sketchy parts of the internet to get. So. They do a really good job at that, and that, it would be really cool to go. It's just one of those things to, to get uh, maybe some memorabilia or something from it, just to say you did it. It'd be really cool. Day one, let's jump right in. First of all, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, they announced that the next season, I believe season seven, was going to be the end. The show's going to be over. The show has ran its course. I mean, I haven't watched the last two seasons. I've made two or three seasons. So, and, I, and I'm not saying that I'm not going to. I need to. I want to. It's just one of those things that kind of falls by the wayside because it, you know, they promised these shows and I hope they'll do a better job with Disney Plus and we'll talk about more of that in a second. Uh, the appeal of these shows and the Netflix shows is that it's all one connected universe. But, you know, you watch every episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. think like looking for little Easter eggs and they would have, they would do mentions and, you know, Nick Fury was on the first episode and they would loosely talk about things that happened in the movies. But there was no real, you know, Chris Evans never showed up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, Tony uh, Robert Downey Jr. was never on. Now, th those things would make that show insane. But you know, they didn't. It didn't happen. They didn't work that into the contract. But you know, it's one of those things. The production value was the TV show value from you know what we're used to in the movies. So it's it's about time. I think it's ran its course. Uh, I'm sure it's bittersweet. I'm sure they're all tired of doing it. It's seven years. Well, so they're moving on to putting their stuff on their stream and Disney streaming service with a production value seems like it'll be way better. So we'll see how it is. Well, you know, people are thinking it's going to be kind of like those HBO shows where they're big production shows. You're paying for it, so you'd imagine it was. The scale of uh, the Disney Universe shows, those were, they were a, a bit under what you would see the HBO shows like. They were kind of like uh, net, some of the Netflix original shows. Not like the campy sitcom-y ones, but like, uh, I don't even know. Some of those shows. Some of those better shows on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, The Witcher showrunner reveals that uh, some details about the show. They had an in-depth review with, or interview with uh, Lauren Hisrich, the person that did the showrunner from Daredevil, I believe. I don't know. She did a very detailed interview. You can, I'll put it in the show notes. You can check it out. And she didn't really want Henry Cavill at first, but then, you know, he won her over. A lot of people didn't. Uh, I was kind of skeptical myself, but I think it's going to do great. If you haven't seen the first trailer, you need to check it out. It, it looks awesome. The Witcher 3, for me, was a game that I, I never beat. It was exhausting how long it was. Um, but I do want to get back into it. Maybe I'll pick it up on Gamefly. I 
played everything that I want to play. So maybe I'll pick that up next and get back into it. Uh, there's a new trailer for the It Chapter 2 movie. They revealed that at San Diego Comic-Con. It is creepy. It's going to be a creepy movie. The first one creeped me out, but it was so good that it that didn't really bother me. But this one looks creepy. So, uh, And it's got some great actors in there. Um, some of my favorites. Bill Hader. Is that Chastain? Is that who's playing it? The Old Spice guy. Professor Xavier. I mean, it's... I think it's going to be good. The first one was so good. And I don't even like scary movies. I have I haven't seen since I've been married I haven't seen this since I was in high school I haven't seen a, a scary movie in theaters. And I I make plan I'm making plans to see this one. So that will tell you how good it is. Definitely check it out. Um, we learned that Aaron Paul is getting a robot best friend in Westworld season 3. Westworld season 3 looks pretty good. I don't know if I have this in my notes for later on, but it looks pretty good. They have like a World War III setting, not World War III, World War II setting. Season two was so all over the place. It was really hard for me to keep going. I still haven't finished it. But season three, the previews and trailers so far have looked so good. So, so good. And I like Aaron Paul. So we'll check that out. Uh, Again, I'll have links to all these videos, or at least a playlist of videos, so you can check out everything that I'm talking about if you haven't. Or, you know what? No, scratch that. You can go to Twitter, Wednesday Poll, hit me up, and I have a whole list of things that I've been talking about on there. Yeah, I'm really pushing this Twitter thing. Uh, something that I thought was really cool, James Cameron reveals that Edward Furlong will return as John Connor in Terminator Dark Fate. If you don't know who that is, he was in the old, uh, he was in Terminator 2, Judgment Day. He played, uh, he played John Connor. So he's back in this one. That's really cool. I think. I mean, if you're into Terminators. This one seems like it's going to be alright. The last few were, mm, since Judgment Day, <laughs> Terminator 2, they've all been kind of, ah, let's stop making them. But this one actually looks pretty cool, so we'll see. Uh, Linda, Linda, Linda Hamilton is back. Arnold Schwarzenegger is back in it. So we have a lot of the old cast. So that's really cool for me. Things like that make me pique my interest. So we'll see. I do think it's time to stop making those movies, but I'll check this one out. I'm a sucker for a Terminator. Uh, I'm excited. I'm okay. So I. I thought I was a Star Trek fan until I got online and started having conversations on the internet, and I'm not nearly a Star Trek fan as some of these uh, people out there. So I had to dial it back. But I am interested and and totally stoked for Star Trek Picard. It's a show coming out. It's a I think it's going to be a short sh- uh, show. Maybe f- I don't know how many episodes. I should probably look that up. But uh, it's with Patrick Stewart. He's older. He's not part of Starfleet anymore. Um, it's going to be on CBS All Access. It's supposed to be pretty good. It looks good. I like... Uh, uh, what's his name? Patrick Stewart. So we'll see. Uh, they unveiled... So all they've been shown is just like getting some scenery in him. They haven't talked much about it, but they did reveal some things at... Uh, they did reveal some things at Comic-Con. So he's going back to space, yes, but not with uh, Starfleet behind him. So it's going to be kind of things like, you know, how does he get his own ship? How does he, you know, operate by himself? He doesn't have that, uh, he doesn't have that backbone of uh, Starfleet behind him. So we'll see. We'll see if he's still as legendary as he was when he doesn't have a team of people. Uh, He seeks... Picard seeks to fight a specific injustice, but he won't have his usual resources. Again, he's not with Starfleet, so he doesn't have all that uh, that big force behind him. Uh, it's going to be, which is good, which I think a lot of shows are moving towards this. It's going to be more of a serialized story, which means it's going to be one pretty one cohesive story pretty much across the board, however many episodes it is. Um, kind of... <clears throat> Excuse me, kind of like the Star Trek Discovery, which I haven't even been able to check out yet, but I hear it's okay. Um, 
if you ever watched Star Trek Generation, it was more episodic. So there was more like, uh, not Monster of the Week, but it was only like two or three episodes would carry over or just be one episode. Something happened in the beginning and it's solved by the end of the episode. So they're not going to do that. They're saying he's haunted and he's older, but he's basically the same person. So if you loved uh, Patrick Stewart and the old ones, you're going to love this one. They're saying next generation actor appearances are not being rolled out. So some of your old people might be in there. You know, I'm excited. But, you know, again, we'll see. Uh, And again, they said uh, Stuart S. Picard is better than you've ever seen him. He's grown as an actor. I'm sure. I mean, well, he was old back then, but he's done some things since then. You know, he did all the X-Men movies. He's done. uh, I saw him in the Silly Kids movie, but he was so good in it. Um, Knights of the Round Table or something like King Arthur's Knight, something like that. He was so good in it. Um, yeah, that was day. That was day one. Is that everything in day one? No, they had the first full trailer for uh, a new HBO show called His Dark Materials, which I've been excited about. I think they released the first teaser towards the end of Game of Thrones, kind of get people excited, like to have their fantasy drama. Like you're not going to be left out. Uh, I'm really excited. I don't know. Uh, and I think Murph will be excited because I think he really, it's this stupid movie he always talks about, The Golden Compass, I think. Is that what he, I don't know. I don't have anybody here to ask. But I think that's what it is. Uh, it's called His Dark Materials is what the trailer, for, or this show is called. And The Golden Compass is part of a series of best-selling novels. The Golden Compass, Subtle Knife, and The Amber Spyglass. Collectively, it's known as the His Dark Materials Trilogy. So, this is something that I believe Murph will be into. It's really hard to get him into fantasy stuff. So, like, he hates anything that doesn't have guns in it. So, so hopefully, he's into it. We'll see. And if not, you always have my side of it, which I'm generally open to things like that. So, we'll see. Tom Tom Cruise took stage at the Hall H at San Diego Comic Con, surprised. Everyone, because his appearance it was unannounced that he was going to be there, uh, and they showed the long-awaited trailer to Top Gun Maverick, which I don't know. It's Tom Tom Cruise is okay enough actor, uh, and that movie is like super old. So hopefully, the people, most people that saw it back in the day, are still alive, and it's gained some fans. I I, I liked it. I'll see it. You, you mean I don't really know what it's going to be about because he's old as hell now, but. If you've seen the trailer, let me know what you think. Uh, it does look good. It, it really does. And I think that wraps day one. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into day two. So with day two, the first trailer for Mayans MC Season 2 was released. I will tell you right now, it's a. I know it's a Sons of Anarchy spinoff, and I never finished Sons of Anarchy. That's more of Murph's realm, you know, guns, motorcycles, things like that. Punching people in the face. And I don't know if he's watched any of Mayans uh, season one. It's an FX show, obviously. Uh, I don't have much to say about it because, again, I didn't watch the first season and I didn't finish Sons of Anarchy. So if you're into it, cool. Um, I'm going to ask Murph his take on it and we'll find out more about that uh, next week when he comes back. Something I can comment on that I thought was really cool and it's kind of weird, but I'm really excited about this. And, you know, some people say what you will about the CW shows. At least they give comic book fans something to watch on a weekly basis. Um, they have this big event. They have big events every year. They have this big event coming up this year called Crisis on Infinite Earths, which uh, it, it's the last season of the Arrow. So it will be Stephen Amell's exit. It is. No, I think that's it. I think everyone else is staying. Uh, it's really cool because some of the characters are playing, like Brandon Routh. Some of the characters are playing multiple characters. So he, Brandon Routh plays the Atom, but he's also returning as Superman during this big event. And if you know anything about him, he played in the movie called Superman Returns, which wasn't as good as people say. I liked it because it, it tied to the Christopher Reeves movies. It just didn't do it very well. There's a lot of uh, random plot holes in it. 
But uh, Superman, I think the uh, guy that played Superman, uh, Tyler Hoechlin, I think he's going to be in it. But uh, Brandon Routh is going to be the um, Kingdom Come Superman is what I've heard. I don't know how official that is. But it's going to be really exciting to see him play. He's still going to play Ray Palmer, the Atom. But uh, and I guess in one of the other Earths, he was Superman or something like that. Or Superman looked like him or who knows. Um, But it's going to be really cool to see him. Uh, I thought it's kind of a nod to that old movie. I bet he's excited to do it. He's been great on that show. He's he's pretty funny. He's a good he's a good act. He's a good TV show actor. Not you know I'm not trying to crap on Brandon Ralph. I met him one time in a Mavericks game. He's a really nice guy. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, TBS has a show called Snowpiercer. I'm pretty sure there was a movie. Um, don't get me lying. But yeah, Snowpiercer was a movie. Oh, I should do a little bit more research on that. I think I've seen it somewhere. But they have a, a show coming out uh, with the uh, VD Diggs and Jennifer Connelly. I love Jennifer Connelly. Um, if you're not on board, you're going to miss the train. That's corny. <laughs> so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and I'm going to watch Snowpiercer. Then I'm going to rewatch the trailer. And then next week, I'm going to come back and comment on it. Hulu dropped a new season of Veronica Mars a week early. Fans were eagerly awaiting Hulu's re- revival of Veronica Mars. This that's like a detective show with, uh, yikes! What is her name? Wow, I can't even remember her name. Let's do a quick, quick, quick click. Kristen Bell. Jeez. Where was I at? Kristen Bell is like a detective show, I think. I've never watched it. Apparently, it's really popular back in the day, and Hulu's bringing it back. Well, at San Diego Comic-Con, they released, hey, guess what? It's available right now. And so it's a week earlier. Uh, everyone's excited about the show. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Am I going to make the same pledge as Snowpiercer? Am I going to go watch it all and then rewatch and then start watching the Hulu show? I don't know. But I promise... If there's any Veronica Mars fans out there, I'm going to read up on it and maybe, um, maybe, maybe watch it. They they did promise that this show was more of an adult show, uh, plenty of buns and guns is what they said. So uh, I'm into it. Now they've piqued my interest. Uh, day two, the Russo brothers had a panel and they had, you know, adorable video messages from people that are, you know, loved Endgame. And it's just, they're kind of riding the wave of Endgame, which is cool. This is, they've come, it's come full circle. It was the end. But what they didn't know is they were going to be surprised. Uh, uh, they were going to be surprised by Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, R- Paul Rudd, Robert Downey Jr., Tom Hall, Tom Hall, and Chadwick Boseman. I think it was a video chat, and they just thanked the fans for supporting Endgame, and then they grilled the brothers on some silly questions. So it was cool, and it's good to see that they're still riding that wave. And on to Phase 4, which we'll talk about more later. Uh, DuckTales, if you're not into cartoons, just hang with me for a second. Uh, DuckTales is great. If you were a DuckTales fan as a kid, you definitely need to watch the new cartoon. It's so good. It has so many, like they recently in this past season, they brought Darkwing Duck into it. They made it just this all around great show. And this coming upcoming season, they're going to have other characters from the uh, Disney Afternoon collection. Daisy Duck, Goofy, just a ton of, uh, I think, Chippendale like, as their rescue rangers. They're going to be in it. Uh, I'm excited for it. If you're into, If you're still watching cartoons as an adult like me and you watch DuckTales as a kid, Play the game. That's super hard, difficult game. Um, check it out. Let me know what you think. Ow. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead was renewed for season six. Merck's going to hate me for talking about it, but I, and I, I haven't watched any of Fear the Walking Dead. So I need to. Um, Morgan went over there, and the guy that played Dwight, they both went over there. And I did like those characters in... Um, in the regular Walking Dead shows, so I do need to check it out. Just haven't had the time to, so I will make that same pledge. I'll watch it, and I will come back for a Walking Dead review and let you uh, fear the Walking Dead walking review and uh, let you guys know what I think. 
Uh, speaking of Walking Dead, the chick that plays, I can't say her name. I'm not even going to try to butcher it. The chick that plays Michonne, uh, she confirmed that she was depart- she's departing the show in the 10th season. And the first trailer came out and it looks crazy. But like the same crazy. You know, it's not like, I don't know. It's it's getting a little stale, so we'll see. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they'll pick it up this season, something good. But with another big character leaving, if, if the big characters keep leaving, they're only going to be set with the small characters, and can they carry the show? I mean, maybe they knew that was going to happen. That's why they made the uh, Daryl character, because he's not in the comic books. We'll see. Maybe they can win us back. I'm still watching him. My wife likes him, so... Uh, we watch it. I know Murph's going to say he hates it. So let's just get that out of there. <laughs> uh, at the very end of their panel, though, they released, they you know, they had a little teaser saying the Rick Grimes Walking Dead movie is coming to theaters. So it's going to be a theatrical movie, which is a thing that a lot of people didn't think was going to happen. That was going to be like an AMC full, you know, full length movie. So maybe the production value is going to be crazy, and maybe that will bring interest back into Walking Dead and carry it for a few more seasons. I don't know. Only time will tell. I don't have a time frame on when that movie's coming out, but I would imagine they're actively working on it if they're teasing it. We'll see. Um, Steven Universe, the movie trailer dropped, and it looks... So great. It's in like a musical form, which I've always thought the music... Okay, again, if you don't watch cartoons, you're missing out. The story of Steven Universe starts out silly, just like a lot of our favorite shows, Adventure Time. All of our favorite shows start out really silly. This one's less silly than Adventure Time. It's so good. It, it ends up being so good. And I'm a big fan of the music in the show. And so the, the the fact that the movie is going to be a musical, I love it. The trailer, I've watched it maybe six times with my son already. Um, I'm really excited about it. But if you don't watch cartoons, if you're an adult that, you know, furls their brow and says, cartoons are for kids, grow up. And this isn't for you. Just go be grown up somewhere else. <laughs> and, you know, let me have my fun. Now, the Witcher trailer, yeah, we talked about that. On yesterday's, I don't know. It's not the next Game of Thrones. They said that, uh, but everyone's really excited for it. Again, if you watch the trailer, it looks good. Uh, what else do we got? What else happened? Oh, McCod Brooks, the guy that plays Jimmy Olsen on uh, on CW's Supergirl, is leaving the show in season five. It's not a big deal. I don't know many people that watch Supergirl. Me, personally, I watch it. I don't know a lot of people that do, though. So he's going to be leaving the CW series in the first half of season five. So we'll see. She's got bangs in season five, and she wears pants. Good for her. Maybe he can't handle the assertiveness in her wardrobe. We'll find out. Amazon, oh, Amazon renews The Boys for season two ahead of its first season premiere. I'm so excited about this show. I recently re- started rereading the boys' comic book, and then Jesus, I forgot how gruesome it was. And the hard R superhero satire, The Boys, starring Carl Urban, scored an early season two review. I can't uh, renewal. I can't believe it. It's it, it, even to this day of this recording, it's not out. It comes out this weekend, which I'm really excited about. So so excited. Um. I feel like it's going to pick a lot of buzz up. It's going to be for people that aren't really into superhero movies and are kind of, you know, done with superhero shows. Uh, it's going to be good. I, I have, if it's got picked up by for season two before it's premiere, uh, I think it's going to be good. So we'll see this weekend. And then next week, Oh, let's see. Maybe next week. That's what we'll do. If I can get Murph to watch it, we'll, we'll review whatever episodes we've seen. Yeah, we'll do that. And the first Rick and Morty season four clip. This show, I've been waiting so long for this show to come out. Not only did the first uh, clip come out, but they also said that season five is coming, and it's not gonna. We're not gonna have to wait as long for season five as we did for season four. Rick and Morty fans still have a few more months before the uh, season four comes out. Yeah, but they unveiled a new clip uh, with uh, Ragnarok director Taika Watiti. Again, struggling with that guy. He's an app-loving alien named Gloody. 
so funny. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's it's already great. It, it already you know pulls you in. So the show's not going to take very long. Oh, what else did we got on day two? Archer, which I haven't watched the past few seasons of, but I love Archer. So I need to again. Just too many things, man. Just too many things. Um, Archer was renewed for season eleven, so I need to catch up on that for me to even comment on it. But if you're an Archer fan, rejoice. Mm, what else do I got? Mark Hamill brings the house down. He uh, he's in the upcoming Dark Crystal Age of Resistance uh, that comes out. I don't know when it comes out. Yeah, again, I should have done my research. Yikes. But he was presented with the 2019 Comic-Con Icon Award, which is presented to an individual or group who has been instrumental in creating greater awareness of and appreciation uh, in creating greatest awareness of and appreciation for comics and related popular art forms. So we'll see. And the entire first episode of the new series was screened during the panel, so that's pretty cool. I'm not really a Dark Crystals fan. I always thought it looked super creepy, but my wife loves Dark Crystal, so I'm sure we'll be watching it. Um, uh, last but not least for day two, the Game of Thrones cast. Some of them... Uh, was it the whole cast? No, it was some of them. Yeah, it was some of them. They, uh, I think it was Grey Worm, Samwell, Jamie Lannister, Davos, Varys, Arya, and Bran. And their real-life names. <laughs> they all graced comic-con for one last time and they reflected on their time as a show and they interacted with fans and you know they talked about the divided reactions from the final season their favorite lines and what they took from the set and what they missed most about the show it was it was cool to see some of those characters one last time and uh yeah that's all i that's all i got for that that is uh day two for day three, I'm just going to hit the bullet points. Marvel's panel was so massive and so dense that it could honestly fill a whole episode to itself. So let's get to that last on this list. Let's see what else we got. I don't know if we have anything else on there. Um, we already talked about the Westworld trailer. I think I had my days mixed up on that. Star Trek Discovery has a new season three villain. Again, I can't really talk talk about uh, Star Trek Discovery because I haven't really watched. I haven't watched it at all. Uh, I need to. I will. Um, HBO's Watchmen had a new trailer, which is great. Um, I can't wait for this show. I know it's a it's going to be a different variation, a little bit from the movie. They're saying they're not tied. It's more tied to the, the actual book. So we'll see how it goes. They tease Dogman, Doctor Manhattan's return. They show him on Mars. Check it out. It's really cool. Uh, some of the best news that it get got kind of lost for me, and I don't even know what days these got released because I don't think DC even had... Um, I don't even think DC had a panel. But uh, we'll see. So, um, the Doom Patrol, which I've talked about on the show numerous times, how much I liked it, how much I enjoyed it, Um and how much I would hate if it didn't get a second season. Well, it did. I know a lot of people that I know don't have DC Universe and they haven't checked it out. I wish that I could give my login to all these people, but it only lets you do uh, two, and my brother has it. So, sorry. But you should definitely check out Doom Patrol if you can. Um, but it's going to be streaming simultaneously on DC Universe and HBO Max, which comes out in 2020. So... I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, side note, mark your calendars because Titan Season 2 comes out September 6th on DC Universe, if you have it. Definitely check it out. And and uh, another thing on DC Universe, the only reason I got it originally was because of Young Justice. I know, more cartoon talk, but it was one. it's one of my favorite versions of, you know, it's like Teen Titans and... The Justice League are pretty heavy in it, so it's it's been one of my favorite versions of them. So it's really cool to see it, and it got picked up for season four. Uh, I'm so excited. Season three is going on right now, and it should be wrapping pretty soon. But it's it's very exciting to see that they're getting at least a season four. I feel like that's good. You know, bringing the show back and bringing it two more seasons, I'm okay with that. So if they end it next season, it won't be the end of the world. Um. Moving on, Amazon's revived 
The Expanse reveals its first trailer. I never watched The Expanse. It had a big, it was a sci-fi series that was canceled. A lot of people spoke very highly of it. I just I never really watch any sci-fi shows because they're usually crap. No, no offense to sci-fi. But they got a first trailer. It looks interesting. I, I would have to go back and research or watch the old sci-fi show to get into it. And so we'll see. If you're an Expanse fan, let me know. Uh, we already talked about Macad Brooks leaving uh, Supergirl. The Flash gets a new villain. Uh, it's a guy, Sendil Ramamurthy. He was in Heroes. He's joining The Flash in Season 6 as Dr. Ramsey Russo also known as the DC comic book villain, Bloodwork. Looks pretty cool. Uh, what I do hate, though, is that it seems like the Flash is rocking the same costume, and that costume sucks. I could not even, I couldn't get past season five. Like, I skipped a bunch of episodes because I hated that costume so much. Sucks. John Cryer is returning to the Arrow versus Lex Luthor in the Crisis of Infinite Earths crossover. So that's pretty cool. John Cryer did a really good job as Lex Luthor. And so we'll see. Um, let's see. Yeah, no, that's all I got. Snowpiercer again. They talked about that. We already talked about that. I guess it's time to move on to Marvel. Marvel un- un- just put out the entire Phase 4 lineup with a little bit of... I think this is this is what I think is happening with a little bit of a phase five surprise. So let's just hit some bullet points and uh, talk about what uh, talk about what we got going on. Oh man, where do we even start? Um, let's start with Black Widow. So Black Widow movie's coming out and it it's really cool. Uh, David Harbor was on there. He plays Alexi which he's going to be the Red Guardian. He's like the Russian Captain America. That's pretty cool. I really like David Harbour. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it looks... I, from We didn't get to see much. The uh, Taskmaster is going to be the villain. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be a prequel. Yeah, we don't really know. You know, but they have... Uh, the second Black Widow is uh, Florence Pug. She's going to play Yelena Belova. So maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. Because she plays the second Black Widow. So is she going to be taken over from them? I don't know. Apparently they showed a fight scene between them. It looks very it looks very cool. Uh, so we'll see. But it says, you know, she said, I'm looking to wipe out some of the red in my ledger. So you guys will be seeing a lot of that. So does she really die? Is she back? Did they clone her? Who knows? We'll see. Moving along, because I do want to hit these in bullet points, and we'll talk about more of these when I get Murph on here. We'll do like a quick conversation with him. Uh, the Eternals. I think this movie's going to be bigger than people are, you know, people are saying, I don't know anything about The Eternals. Well, they didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy when it first came out, and it was a hit. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of new faces. Um, the Eternals, let's see. Angelina Jolie's playing Athena. Uh, Richard Madden, who played... Rob Stark is playing Icarus. Kumal Nanjani is playing Kingo. Lauren Rudolph is playing Makari. Brian Tyrese. Henry is playing Face Toast. Selma Hayek is playing Ajax. Leah McHugh is playing Sprite. And Don Lee is playing Gilgamesh. Very excited. Uh, they're immortals. They're, on, they're the same race as... Thanos, but Thanos carries this thing called a deviant gene. That's why he looks more, they look more human. And the species splits with people that have a deviant gene. And he has a deviant gene. So that's why he looks more, you know, purple and like a monster. Uh, You'll have to do, we'll do a whole episode on the Eternals before. I need Murph to do a lot of research on it. Uh, Anything Jack Kirby, I'm a big fan of. So I, I, I know a little bit about the Eternals. But we'll do a recap on everything Eternals for you guys before the movie comes out. It'll be your go-to place for Eternal coverage. Another movie that I'm excited about that I don't know much about. I can't say that. Someone asked me about it the other day, and I said, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Shang-Chi. They uh, popped out his... uh, They did a lot of logo. They put out the logos. People get really excited about the logo stuff. 
It's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I think, you know, obviously is talking about the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, not the one from Iron Man 3. We know that, um, what's the guy's name that's playing him? It's a Chinese-Canadian actor, Simu Lu? I don't know. I'm the worst at names. Uh, They got a new guy, Tony Wang, is playing the Mandarin. Aquafina is part of the cast. I'm excited for it. I know he was in the in 2015. Shang Chi was in the 2015 Avengers World kind of story arc, but other than that, I don't know much about him. So I'm excited for more things to come out about that and do some more research. Maybe go pick up some Shang Chi books. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it's a good movie. I mean, I really hope so. Uh, for me, big news about Thor Ragnarok director Watiti coming back, Hemsworth coming back, Tessa Thomas coming back. Well, they released more information because that was just last week when they said that all that stuff was coming out. They have the movie uh, name, they have the you know the logo art, and more information about it. So the movie's called Thor: Love and Thunder. And again, a lot of people didn't like. Well, a lot. I'm seeing more people that didn't like three uh, Ragnarok. I loved it. I'm excited for this one. Um, but yeah, apparently, while they were shooting Ragnarok, he read Jason Eric's comics run, The Mighty Thor, which introduces the female version of the Asgardian god. Thor becomes unworthy because of something that happens in a story called Original Sin, and he can't lift his hammer anymore. Uh, he also gets his arm chopped off. It's like a weird... like it, it was a good story for me. I enjoyed it. Some people didn't. You know how some people on the internet get really offended about women being strong. I, I'm excited about it. And I'd never in a million years thought they would do it in the movies. But for him, he says there was only one person who could play that role. And it was Natalie uh, Portman. Surprisingly, she's coming back. And in this movie, they're going to do the Lady Thor, which I'm really excited about. We'll see. We'll see how they do it. She says she's going to get jacked for it. So I'm interested to see her transform. She's kind of short. So we'll just, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Uh, and then the universe is expanding with Disney Plus. I think no, those aren't all the movies yet. I got a, I got another movie. But let's talk about uh, 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 Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange and his second movie is coming out. It's called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's going to be really cool. And uh, Foggy said, just because Quentin Beck makes up lies about the multiverse doesn't mean it isn't real. So it's pretty cool. Uh, so he's coming back. Benedict Cumberbatch coming back as the mystical doctor. Elizabeth Olsen is making a guest appearance, or just making an appearance as Scarlet Witch. Uh, Feige also said that the ev- events of WandaVision, which we'll talk about in a second, has a major role in Doctor Strange. So he'll be facing unexpected things. It'll be more of like, a, it's supposed to be DC's, or DC's, yikes. MC, the MCU, they they coined it as a like a psychedelic psychedelic trippy horror film so that's interesting to see i'm excited about it it makes it more interesting than the first one i was uh bored out of my mind in the first movie i fell asleep every time i watch i fall asleep the disney streaming service disney plus is coming out soon and i'm really excited about it they talked about some of the shows that are coming out for it the falcon and winter winter soldier with anthony mackie and sebastian stan that's coming out this fall uh, they took the stage captain america shields that he passed on to him um baron zemo is apparently going to be the bad guy and uh, they showed some footage of him in the classic purple mask which we've only seen in comic books so i'm really excited about this I'm hoping the production value is on scale for the movies. Maybe not, you know, as big as the movies, but I just, I'm really excited about it. Uh, For spring 2021, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen will be reprising their roles as Vision and Scarlet Witch in a show called WandaVision, a trippy adventure with 50s inspired visuals. The film will also feature Tayona Paris as a grown up version of Monica Rambeau who we last saw in Captain Marvel, the movie, as a kid. So uh, I'm interested to see how it's going to be. I do like Vision. The Vision recent Vision uh, solo book was really good to me. 
we're going to have a lot of fun, is what Olsen said. It's going to get weird. We're going to go deep, and they have lots of surprises. And we're going to finally understand Wanda Maximoff as the Scarlet Witch. So let's let's see. Paul Bettany said, the last thing I knew, I died in Infinity War. So I have literally never been this confused in front of this many people in my whole life. So that's really excited that he's uh, at least pretending to be in the dark. Another spring 2021 show is Loki. Uh, From my understanding, Loki, that has had all the character growth and all the progression throughout the movies, uh, is dead. And the Loki we're getting in the... The Loki we're getting in the show was just smashed side to side from the Hulk, defeated by the uh, first Avengers, and uh, taken into custody. Then he just time travels. So it's uh, he has a Tesseract. It's exciting to see where he went, what he did, and so it, and it's Tom Hiddleston. So everyone's gonna love that. Um. Oh, they're also having a new animated show called What If. And again, just like Elseworlds, What Ifs were some of my favorite books back in the day. Um, and it's animated so they can do way, way more of the What If stories. And a lot of the MCU actors will lend their voices to the series. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Disney Plus, uh, Jeremy Renner took the stage and they talked about Clint Barton teaching a young Kate B- Bishop uh, to take the Hawkeye mantle, which... Basically, uh, happened in the comics. It was one of my favorite stories of Hawkeye because I who was into Hawkeye before that. So, um, I'm excited to see that one. I think that one comes out in fall 2021, so that'll be next fall. So we'll see. And the biggest news for me was at the end they did all this movie stuff and they made it seem like it was over. And they said, "Well, uh." One thing he mentioned, he said, we don't have time to talk about Fantastic Four uh, or anything like that, but Fantastic Four and the Mutants, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Captain Marvel 2, or Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Black Panther 2, uh, they're all coming. So Fantastic Four and, and the X-Men, they made it seem like they're going to be in Phase 5, which is a huge missed opportunity for me. I think if you don't tease the Fantastic Four in Phase 4, I just seem like what, that's a waste. <laughs> but I'll talk more about my frustrations with that later. It's something simple, and everyone has simple complaints. But after that, they said, well, we, do gonna ha- we are going to have one more announcement, and they announced that Blade, they're having a new Blade movie, which Blade was, I think, not the first Marvel movie. Obviously, there was old. There's old Captain America. There's an old Punisher. There's all those old crappy movies. Nick Fury. But yeah, I think it was the first movie in this whole that sprung out these whole move. Uh, this whole movement of superhero movies. So they're bringing back, that back. Blade. It's not going to be Wesley Snipes. I know some people are on the internet are like, man, bring back Wesley Snipes. He's old, and I've heard he's like super difficult to work with. Why would you want an old ass Blade? And this guy that they got to play him is freaking. He's an Oscar-winning actor. He's a he's a great actor. <laughs> so it's Marshall Ali. He played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, which also shows you that uh, they're kicking Luke Cage and all the Netflix and all that stuff to the curb. They're gonna act like they never existed. So uh, I'm really excited about this one. Let me know what you think about San Diego Comic Con this year. Let me know what I missed. Let me know anything that you were into. Um, your favorite moments, things that you're excited about. You know, Disney's conference is coming up in August, I believe, called D23. So maybe we'll see more things. I'm pretty sure we'll see coverage of a new Star Wars trailer. I'm pretty sure we'll see a lot of things. Maybe some more stuff on The Mandalorian, which also got picked up for season two already. Let me know. Let me know what your predictions about that are. We'll do another episode about that. I'll be back on Wednesday. Murph won't be here. I'll do a a quick review of Spider-Man Far From Home. And uh, then we'll see you back next week. Thank you guys for stopping by. Happy Monday. Have a great week. And uh, yeah, I'll see you Wednesday.